Welcome to Talkin' Truth with Dan Whitney, also known as Larry the Cable Guy, Get it and Pastor Brian Clark. Today, they're joined by their friend, Nat Crawford, to talk about the black sheep of the family. But not just any family, these are the ancestors of Christ, and that's nothing to sneeze about. <laughs> Man, Brian, what cologne do you have on? Because it is killing me. Musky. I don't know what it if is, only. but it is killing me. Um, uh... So this is, uh, the title of this is An Evil King, and Nat and I will join in the conversation when we're done. People struggle with the concept of grace. The idea that people could do evil most of their lives, then get saved in the last few minutes before death, and spend forever in heaven is offensive to many people just doesn't seem right. It's not justice. Unless, sorry, Brian, unless you're the one that's just about to uh, leave this world. Unless now, you're on the receiving a, end. Grace is a nice thing. Yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> well, you know, I can appreciate that. And to be honest, it's really not justice. It's grace. And grace is scandalous. Just ask the thief on the cross. A lifetime of evil was washed away in the final moments of his life simply because he believed in Jesus. This all makes me think of one of the most wicked kings ever. His name was Manasseh. This guy was one evil king. He was 12 years old when he became king of Judah, and he reigned for 55 years. The Bible simply states he did evil in the sight of the Lord. As a matter of fact, we are told he was responsible for more evil than even the pagan nations. I mean, what was with this guy? His father, King Hezekiah, had cleansed the land of its idols and evil practices and called the nation back to God. But Manasseh brought all the evil back. He rebuilt the pagan altars. He desecrated the temple. He offered his own son as a human sacrifice. He even brought satanic worship into the land. We are told he was so evil he filled the streets of Jerusalem with blood from one end to the other. Tradition records that God sent Isaiah the prophet to warn Manasseh to turn from evil, but instead the king had Isaiah cut in half. Whether that's the case or not, what we do know for certain is that God did send many prophets to warn Manasseh, but he ignored them all. So because he had done more evil than the pagan kings around him, God judged him harshly. God told the king he would bring calamity on Jerusalem and Judah, that whoever hears of it, his ears would tingle. God said, I will wipe Jerusalem as one wipes a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. God said they will become plunder and spoil to all their enemies. The text says God spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they paid no attention. Therefore, God brought the Assyrians against him and they captured Manasseh. They put a ring in his nose and attached a bronze chain to it and drug him away to Babylon. What was with Manasseh? I mean, he went out of his way to offend God in every way possible, apparently oblivious to the fact you can't spit in God's face without consequence. This all reminds me of the big lie the serpent told Adam and Eve, that there would be no consequences to sin. Hey, you can be your own God, he said. You decide what's good and evil. You surely will not die, he lied. 
But of course, immediately after Adam and Eve sinned, they knew they'd been had. The enemy lied to them. You can't spit in God's face without consequence. Just ask Manasseh. Thankfully, this is not the end of the story. Manasseh's life was devastated. The conditions as a prisoner of war under the Assyrians were horrible. In his brokenness, he finally reached out to God and repented of his sin. You know, God had every right to let Manasseh die in misery, but instead he responded with unimaginable mercy, and he delivered Manasseh from the Assyrians and restored him to his throne in Jerusalem. In his final years, Manasseh cleansed the land of all the evil he had brought into the land, and he turned the people back to God. Let's just say he finished much better than he started. But still, I mean, why would God restore Manasseh to the throne after he had done so much evil? Why not let him die in prison? I mean, that's what he deserved. Well, here's one for you. Not only did God restore him as king, but of all things, we find him listed in the family line of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1. Yep, the seeds of the promised Messiah traveled through wicked King Manasseh. I mean, is that crazy or what? But then again, that's really the whole point. Yes, the family line of Jesus is full of sinners, misfits, and losers. That's why God sent Jesus to be the Savior of the world, to offer salvation to anyone willing to receive it, even a wicked, violent king. No one has gone too far. No one is out of the reach of God's amazing grace. It's never too late to repent and turn to God. Yes, you're a sinner. So am I. That's what the story is all about. God sent his son Jesus to be your savior, if you're willing to turn to him. Let's bring in a couple special friends who have their own scandalous stories. Let's invite in Dan and Nat. Guys, what about Manasseh's life encourages you? Well, the whole story encourages me. I mean, that last part, you're a sinner. So what? So am I. I mean, that, you're right. That's the story. And it's, it just shows you. I remember when Jeffrey Dahmer became a Christian. And he changed his life around. And people, yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's no who. Yeah, right. You know, he changed his life. There's no way that guy's going to heaven. Jeffrey Dahmer was one one hundredth of a crappy person that this guy was. And look how everything turned out after all the evil he did. It just shows you no one is out of reach. Hmm. No one has done anything bad enough that God can't save them. And I love this story. It just gives you so much hope. It doesn't matter what you did. It's about accepting Jesus as your Savior. That's what it's all about. It's like, it's like the you know, heaven isn't for good people. Heaven isn't for people to give to charities and are nice to people. Heaven's for forgiven people. Hmm. Jesus forgave us on the cross, and he, he's forgiven us. So if you accept that, you're forgiven. It doesn't matter what you did. So if you think you're, if you've done so many evil things that your life is just too far gone, these stories are a great reminder. It doesn't matter how bad you were. You still can do it. And it may not seem fair in our lives 
in the human mind, it may not seem fair. But all these people that say, oh, in the Old Testament, God's a hateful God, and God said, really? God's a, seems like to me, God is a pretty loving person. It seems like to me, it seems like to me the only people that uh, deserved punishment in the Old Testament were the people that rejected God Hmm. and the things that he wanted to do. Because if anybody deserved to be punished and sent to a hell, that would be Manasseh. Hmm. And God loved him and saved him from that. That's a great story. And I, that's why the Old Testament is so perfect. You know, people go, the Old Testament doesn't matter now. Where's the New Testament? Well, well, when you read stories like this, hmm. it gives you just as much comfort and hope as the New Testament does. I mean, this is amazing. Other than Jesus came and gave his life. That's a pretty good For us in the New Testament. That's a pretty important part yeah. of the New Testament. But I'm just saying, it gives you a lot of hope. Yeah, I mean, the story of Manasseh. Fires is, me up. I think it's awesome. Well, it's incredible. I mean... He, this really is one of those storybook um, tales, one that they probably should make into a Hollywood movie because you have just incredible action, incredible treachery. You get what appears to be justice, humanly speaking. He gets hauled off, and you're like, this dude's going to get it. Yes. And then you get the real surprise ending, the fact that he turns, he repents, and God obviously forgives him which is the ultimate measure of grace right there, forgiveness. But then he does something, I think, so scandalous in the eyes of many of us today. He restores him. And then it continues. Not only does he restore him, but now he's going to be in the lineage of Jesus. I mean, that's grace upon grace upon grace. And I think this story is one we all need to be very active in sharing because many people today— Myself included, there are some days when I go, I don't know if God can use me because of my past. I've made too many mistakes, hurt too many people, made decisions that disqualified me from doing great things for God. He still owes me $400. Hey, you're not charging me interest, are you? (laughs) I'm sorry. But, But, I mean, think about that. And then here we have this guy who did everything, everything possible to offend God. God sees his heart. And says, here you go, we're going to put you right back, and it's going to continue something far greater than you ever could imagine. That's a story we all need to hear. I'm pumped. Oh, so amazing. And the fact that he's in the line of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's what's even amazing. I will say, though, uh, if they had video games back in those days, Manasseh would have never had the gumption to be a king. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's probably true. Yep. Mm-hmm. He would have never been a king. You know, in his room playing Grand Theft Auto, and somebody else would have got the reins. He'd probably been, the people would have been better off if he'd have done that. Sorry, Grand Theft no. Chariot. Grand Theft Chariot. So just to underscore something Dan said, because I thought the exact same thing, and that is people do uh, often say, what about the God of the Old Testament? Yeah. It's like, okay, this is the God of the Old Testament. Hmm. You know, what I see when I read the Old Testament is a God of unbelievable grace and mercy and patience with mm. sinful people. Right. Absolutely. And, and and all the chances that he gave people. Oh, yeah. And evil people sacrificing yeah. children. And, yeah. and I mean, all right, you get another 200 years. Yeah. He's, Straighten up, you get 200 years. 
He's so gracious in this story that it would offend those same people that complain about the God of the Old Testament. Well, I mean, you think about the story yeah. of Jonah, not to go too far out of this text, but I mean, Jonah, what, that was his charge against God. He was offended with God because he was willing to save the Ninevites, yeah, a wicked exactly right. people. And that was his whole charge. And if you ever go, well, what was Jonah basing this off of? Look at a story like this. I mean, it's so clear. God is a God of love and patience. I don't know. That's a God that I want to know. Don't you think a lot of the, the unwillingness to accept grace flows out of our own self-righteousness and comparing our lives to other people. So compared to this person, I'm a pretty good person. Or you have somebody compared to this person, I'm a really bad person. I, I mean, that's really the essence of religion. It's you do all these things and then you compare yourself to somebody else and you hope you've done enough to get in. But, but grace is so contrary to all that. It, it's really irrelevant how my life compares to anybody else's. We're all sinners in need of a Savior, mm. and it's only by the grace of God that any of us are saved. Absolutely. That's, that's a fact. I just, you know, the, from, from this story to David, and I mean, these are just such great stories and such great examples of how God loves us and, and wants to forgive us, and we just have to reach out to him and ask him. And man, what a weight off your shoulders once you do that. What a weight. I'm very thankful for the Old Testament and for this bathroom that's right across the hall. <laughs> hey, come back here. Get back here. So I'm curious what you guys would say to someone oh, today. Man, that was a perfect ending. Well, no, come on. <laughs> we, we can do better. We can do better than that. But what would you say to someone today who is struggling like this? They're thinking, okay, no, you don't know. You, Brian, Dan, Nat, you don't understand what I've done. There's no way God could save me. There's no hope. There's no turning back. There's no restoration. This cannot be my story. What would you say? I would say all you have to do is read, read the story. E- either this is true or, or it's not. But this, this was an evil guy. This wasn't a kind of evil guy. This was a Hitler, Jeffrey Dahmer, Stalin. This was a bad dude. But God forgave him. Hmm. In his brokenness and repentance, he reached out to God, Hmm. and God forgave him, and just like you said, restored him back to his position. I mean, this is so crazy over the top with God's grace and mercy that a lot of people would find it offensive, but to those that are at the bottom, broken, and truly wanting God— it's a great gift. It's a beautiful story. Absolutely. No, nobody's beyond God's reach. Absolutely. I mean, there's not much more you can say about it. You're not too far gone. There's <laughs> nothing you can do can stop you from saying, I believe, I mm. want Jesus in my heart, I want to be cleansed. There's nothing you've done. There's, there's nothing that you've done that's worse than some of these examples in the Bible. Nothing. Oh, if Brian can get saved, anybody can get saved. Amen. Amen, huh? I mean, Hitler would be next to Manasseh, and Manasseh would look at him and go, amateur. Right. That, I mean, seriously, that's how bad yeah. he was. Yeah, he was an evil man. So if someone's, if this is resonating with someone today, and they're going, okay, maybe there is hope for me, what do they do? What do they do? In, what, how, do they, how do they experience that peace with God, that salvation? 
do they they reach out to God and they uh, they uh, they ask God into the, they ask Jesus into their heart to save them say the sinner's prayer and then read your Bible and stay in touch and let God work inside of you that's how that's how it works is that yep. am I wrong on that yeah so in their brokenness they confess their sin which literally means to agree with God hmm. this is sin and it's offensive uh, they repent of that sin which means they choose to believe uh, to, go, to go a different direction and uh, believe that Jesus died on the cross for their sins and by faith received Jesus as the payment for their sins mm -hmm. and experienced new life in Christ. Absolutely. So stay engaged and watch God work in your life. It'll be amazing. Well, that's all for today's Talking Truth. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on new episodes. And to find out more about the Old Testament, check out our Books of the Bible series. Find it at TalkinTruth.com. That's Talk, the letter N, Truth.com. Get it done.